We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Monday Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Ben Miller for some NBA talk. Uh, you can follow Ben on Twitter at BenManDoingWork, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jakeski52. Ben will work on getting getting that Twitter handle shortened a little bit, maybe. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see you. All right, so uh, if you have a sec, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. It takes just a uh, I mean, five seconds to click a five-star review for us really helps us out and uh, helps us help you get the best DFS information here. Ben, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, you know, this morning I was looking at our NBA lineups page. I'm thinking about doing a little NBA DFS tonight. Normally I'm a pretty low-volume guy there. But uh, the one thing that jumped out at me was loads of injuries tonight. And uh, the one thing for DFS players is when there's loads of injuries, there's tons of opportunities for you can for you to hit value if you predict the right uh, guys. Uh, one of the first ones uh, with fantasy implications that jumped out at me was Paul George dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, what, what are the chances he goes? And if he doesn't, who are you looking to lock in? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely up in the air still. Um, there really hasn't been you know any real word on whether – um, it's something that's going to keep him out just tonight. You know, adding on to you know longer in the week as well. Um, he's, he's, I think he's definitely a true game time t- uh, decision for this one. So um, unfortunately, we won't get you know a full. Do the Pacers have an early tip tonight, or is it a, is it a little bit of a later one? I believe they're the first game, so okay. I think they're mm-hmm. at the six o'clock. Um, 
Uh, yep, so checking awesome. that injury page is going to be key in getting those lineups assembled here tonight. Yeah, yeah. Another injured guy that uh, I want to take a look at, uh, seven-foot center from the Nets, Brooke Lopez. Looks like he's going to sit out Monday against the Clippers uh, for rest reasons. Um, so looking at the Nets front court, anybody kind of jump in to possibly take minutes there? Yeah, like you said, he's out for rest. Uh, I think that's definitely an opportunity for guys like uh, Trevor Booker, um, Justin Hamilton's a guy that comes off the bench usually. Um, I, th- I think he'll have the chance to jump into the starting lineup maybe. Um, you know, Booker is sitting at 5,600 on FanDuel. Um, he's been super productive this season. Um, he's a nice middle-tier guy kind of. Um, uh, he's pretty consistent, though, with both points and rebounds. Uh, on this season, I think he's averaging about 10.2 points, uh, 8.9 rebounds. Uh, I think he just had a 19.8 rebound showing on Saturday as well. Uh, so he appears to be locked in, and I think he could be rel- relied upon, um, you know, for even more mm-hmm. with, uh, Lopez sitting out. Yeah, I mean, in two of the or in three of the last four games, he's had 34 more FanDuel points. Trevor Booker, so absolutely someone you want to watch out for there. Yeah, yeah. we got a uh, Memphis Grizzlies backcourt that's pretty banged up here. Mike Conley's got a hamstring injury. Chandler Parsons has a knee injury. Tony Allen, we know, is going to be out with a uh, groin injury. Who benefits there? Yeah, well, I mean, first off, it's kind of tough with that game. Um, you know, it's not an early tip, so we're mm-hmm. not going to, you know, there's a, there's a chance we don't get, um, you know, a final decision on their status mm-hmm. before lock-in, which, mm-hmm. which is always tough. Yeah, never quite ideal there. But uh, say, you know, you're in a GPP and you want to take a risk on a low-salary guy to fill a spot. Who's your man? Yeah, I actually really like James Ennis. Um, he's just 4,300 uh, on FanDuel. Um, mm-hmm. He's been he's definitely been one of the Grizzlies' better bench options this season. He's actually been in and out of the starting lineup back mm-hmm. and forth um, with Tony Allen's injury, um, Parsons' his injury. It's it's definitely lingered. So I mean, he's definitely seen a bunch of starts, mm-hmm. um, but even when he's been on the bench, he's he's played well. So I think uh, every time he gets extended minutes, he he just seems to to tip, um, to produce pretty well. So I think someone in that low 4,000 salary, it's definitely something to give a look in those, those yeah, journeys. I mean, absolutely. I mean, 4,300, his lowest salary since November 2nd, he had a 30 fan duel point performance there here and his price has been up ever since, but now it's right back down to that level, making him probably an option for uh, use here. How about on the jazz side though? There's another laundry list of injuries. We've got, uh, George Hill with a finger injury, Boris Diaw with a leg injury, Derek favors with a knee injury, Rodney hoods, even, uh, dealing with an illness here uh who are your guys in that case yeah um, like you said the, the good thing for those three or i think hood was the one that missed shoot around this morning mm-hmm. um, but the other three were able to at least participate in portions so they're they're seems like they're trending in the right direction uh, but if they do end up being uh, held out uh, i think trey lyles would be a guy to look at um, is one of the main beneficiaries in minutes mm-hmm. in the front court. And he's I, dirt cheap at 3600 Yeah, he's like a punt play, 3600 type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think definitely a decent risk uh, to go after in tournaments. Um, I, I do, although although somewhat expensive, I love the idea of using Gordon Hayward at $7,700. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jazz could be down some scoring options. Um, so he likes to get his shots. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, you have to think Hayward is going to shoulder the load there, um, which could mean some big numbers. I think he's averaged 24, mm-hmm. 4, and 6 um, yeah. so, far th- so far this season. 
so I think this is definitely a game where he may try to you know take it on himself and mm-hmm. and really go off. He, he's played well since coming back. Yeah, absolutely. The last three games for Hayward, he has surpassed forty fantasy points in each of those three games, or forty Fanduel points, I guess. So if he comes out and with all these injuries, I think he's got a he's going to be another safe bet to hit that threshold there. Yeah. Um, I also see we've got listed here Al Horford with a concussion, Isaiah Thomas with a finger injury. Big name though, uh, Andre Drummond. He's doubtful with an ankle injury and uh, that's really had a uh, ripple effect off the rotowire projections because uh, some of those uh, post options for the Pistons are getting a big bump here who are you liking at at center yeah I mean it looks like Aaron Baines will most likely jump into the starting lineup Um, I don't know he he hasn't been that great this season Mm -hmm. he's only had more than uh, he hasn't had more than 10 fan duel points since November 5th so something to watch his season high is just 20.1 so if you have something to look out for possibly yeah definitely look out for him I'm not I'm not loving it uh, mm-hmm. But but it, yeah, I think it's someone to keep. Especially in mind. you only start one center on Fanduel, right? So right. you know if your yeah. one guy is is your thirty five hundred punt play, that means you're forgoing guys like Hassan Whiteside, Vucevic, Gasol, DeAndre Jordan, exactly, and, yep. and even Miles Turner, who we mentioned, uh, could get more shots up for the Pacers if PG can't go. Yeah, exactly. I think Turner it looks pretty good tonight. Especially, I think mm-hmm. he's one of the top three scores on that team or something like that. So if mm-hmm. if Paul George doesn't doesn't end up playing, I think. Uh, Turner could get a pretty yeah. heavy workload. Yeah, I remember watching Miles Turner at Texas in college. He was always, I don't know, some of these big men are hard to evaluate because college coaches are always so, you know, they, they rush to pull guys out of the game due to foul trouble. And yeah. Turner was one of those guys who you didn't really see his full potential until he was given a little bit of a longer leash in the NBA. Yeah. Going well so far for him. So uh, moving on from injuries, Ben, it looks like the Sixers-Rockets game is the highest over-under on the slate here. Anybody from that matchup you're looking to get into your lineups? I mean, it's something we talk about, I feel like, every week, week mm-hmm. after week. But I, Starter fade, James Harden, who's yeah. always going to be one of the top price players, and rightfully so. Yeah, and I, I just have a, a very hard time not putting James Harden in my lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 55.5 FanDuel points per game. Guy's a stud. Right. He, he's like the most consistent player I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, let's see, he's at the top, he's the top contract at 11,700. Mm-hmm. Um, what is he averaging? 55.7 FanDuel points. I mean, his lowest output was a 40.9 FanDuel point performance. So if you're going to talk cash games, that's a pretty safe floor to want to get in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like you're at a disadvantage if you don't have him in your lineup. Yeah. I mean, that's how sometimes I think with him. And he's, <laughs> he's let's see, the number one guy in assist in the league totally, mm-hmm. 13 assists per game. Um, that's three higher than Russell Westbrook at number two, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, I think he's a top five scoring option as well at like 30 points per game, too. Yep. Another name that you have listed here that jumps out at me is Joel Embiid uh, at 5,400. Now, if you just took guys and rated them on a per-minute basis, Embiid would be one of the top fantasy guys in the, uh, in the game, really. But uh, can you explain why his price is so low? Yeah, I mean, his Vandal salary continues to stay fairly low, um, considering, you know, he's got those constant playing time restrictions. Uh, he missed, like, the first two full years of his career with, you know, lingering foot injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sixers just want to keep him healthy. Um, so, you know, back-to-back sets, everything like that, he's being held out one of those. Um, and they're trying to limit him to around 24 minutes per game. Um, so that's definitely why he's at that lower level. Um, but, yeah, he's just he's so effective in little in little amount of time. I mean, I think he's... I think he leads the NBA in usage usage percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just extremely efficient. I think he's averaged 
22 minutes per game, mm-hmm. uh, but still posting eight, 18.8 points, 6.8 rebounds, 2.3 blocks, which is which is great for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I won a little bit of money uh, playing football on Sunday with a with a big Ben Antonio Brown Zeke Elliott lineup. So I'm thinking I might reinvest that, get myself some Joel and B James Harden action tonight. So you go to rotowire.com if you want a free 10 day trial. You go to rotowire.com/pod. But anyone can go to rotowire.com and take a look at our optimal lineup. The subscriber part is for locking in and excluding players here. But in our default optimal lineup, when we checked this morning, has both Harden and another pretty pricey guy in, in Blake Griffin. Uh, both those guys have great matchups. Do you like building your lineup around those two? Yeah, I actually do love that pairing of Harden mm-hmm. and Griffin tonight. Um, you know, Griffin, like you said, it's another big contract at 8700 um, But I think with so many of those like value um, like cheap value options we were talking about before mm-hmm. because of injuries. It becomes it, realistic. Yeah, it's def- definitely doable. Um, you know, Griffin's averaging a near double-double with 20 and 9.8 rebounds. Uh, he's, he also, you know, what's, what he's got, four around four assists as well and mm-hmm. a couple steals. Good all-around production. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got a bunch of categories just like Harden. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're two multi-category guys that I think mm-hmm. would be um, – which which is great for them. And I think Brooke Lopez is sitting out for rest too. So uh, that's in the Nets front court, which, mm-hmm. you know, opens opens up the lane a little bit. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little absolutely. Bit that'll, there, yeah, yeah, that'll give, uh, you know, that defensive presence and rim-protecting presence will give Griffin perhaps a few more opportunities here yeah, yeah. on Monday night here. Any other guys like low to mid-tier tier salary guys that you're looking to fill out a lineup with? Um, I, I like Harrison Barnes. Uh, I think he's at – Six thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, Dirk Nowitzki is still dealing with a lingering injury as well. Mm-hmm. So that's I think, the story of the whole slate. Yeah, tonight. yeah, the injuries. And it, I watched a couple of Dallas Mavericks games the other day, and it, you know, it just seemed like they're feeding him the ball. That you know, they want him to be their their go to guy. So right. I, I do like him at six thousand. Um, Tim Frazier at fifty five hundred. He's another you know middle guy. He's playing with the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans game tonight is one of the top over unders as well. Um, so I, I think he could be an option as well. You know, he's got Davis to, uh, to dish the ball to. I think he's put up like 10 assists in three of the last four games or something like that. So, um, mm-hmm. he's definitely getting his, uh, his, uh, his value as well at the 5500. Absolutely. Well, Hey Ben, thanks for joining us. Uh, I can't wait to get a FanDuel lineup together tonight and, uh, really appreciate the advice very much. Yep. All right. Fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday. FanDuel offers fantasy football for everyday fans, new contests starting every week to ensure there are no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded user experience to get even more contest variety. You can try beginner contests for new players only, settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest, try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash, play in larger tournaments for even more excitement, or play for just a buck. There are choices for every budget here. Man, I mentioned I had that big Ben Antonio Brown lineup this week with Ezekiel Elliott. Unfortunately, that was uh, countered by a couple Jay Cutler, Elshon Jeffrey lineups. Of course, now we know Elshon Jeffrey has a four-game suspension for PED use but up and downs that's what makes DFS great here once again have all the fantasy that football has to offer FanDuel be sports rich welcome back to the daily fantasy sports podcast I'm now joined by Chris Benzine who you can follow on Twitter at crispy 27 2002 we're going to go ahead and talk about the Monday Thursday NFL slate on FanDuel then we'll be picking our cash game and GPP quarterbacks for the week 11 slate of action here remember Atlanta Denver, the Jets, and the Chargers are all on a buy. So no Phil Rivers. He could use a buy after four picks Sunday. No Matt Ryan and no Trevor Simeon or Bryce Petty as if you were using those guys in daily anyway. Chris, 
welcome here. Uh, we got to go straight to the Monday Thursday slate. We've got uh, Cincinnati minus one at New York. The Giants. The over under on that game is forty eight. And we've actually got a decent Thursday night game this week. Uh, the Saints head to Carolina, where Carolina are four point favorites with a big over under of fifty one. Point five here. Let's start right off the top with the quarterbacks. Breeze eighty two hundred, Newton seventy eight hundred, Eli seventy six hundred, Andy Dalton seventy five hundred. Who is your man for the Monday Thursday slate? I think my man. I'm I'm gonna have to roll with Cam. I guess at seventy eight hundred, mm-hmm. second on the slate. I I do think that uh, at this point you look at Breeze. He, last week he did do well against Denver, but that was at home against. Uh, even though it was Denver's defense, it was at home, and he always performs well at home. Yep. This game's on the road in Carolina. Not that it's going to be – I still think that game could have a lot of scoring. That's evidenced by the fact that it is a 51.5-point game. Carolina is only a four-point favorite. But uh, I think I like Cam Newton a little bit more going against a New Orleans Saints defense that's one of the worst in the league and Cam Newton's a guy that can impact the game both through the air and on the ground. And mm-hmm. if he gets in that red zone, which I, I can see that happening a lot, he can he they will call draw plays for him to score even on, on some quarterback draws. So I could definitely see Cam Newton. Um, he's probably my top quarterback mm-hmm. of the pick. Yeah, of the week. Just to play devil's advocate, now the Panthers are giving up the seventh most points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks heading into the heading into week ten. I should say it hasn't quite turned over for the official week yet. So I mean, I guess Drew Brees should be in consideration at eighty two hundred. But overall, Chris, I agree with you. I think it's got to be a Cam Newton day. He has such a high floor because of uh, his rushing ability, and he you know throwed some. He led the team in rushing on in Sunday's loss here. It's amazing they kind of choked that one away in the second half here, but. But um, I think overall he's the guy that can get you the most points. I'm not ready to trust trust Drew Brees on the road in cash games, although there might be some GPP appeal. Yeah, and you do have to take into account the fact that um, this this week there are enough bigger names and higher dollar players that you saving that 400 may actually help you. Which mm-hmm. where a lot of weeks it's mainly just a a pick 'em. You pretty much Absolutely. pick the top players. This week you may have to make some sacrifices, and that might help a little bit. Indeed. Uh, well, one position that doesn't have a ton of bigger names that I notice, it's really the receivers that have all the big names. That being said, the running back position, Jonathan Stewart, 6,800. Very inefficient in Sunday's loss. Mark Ingram is 6,300. Tim Hightower, 6,200. Jeremy Hill, 6,100. Gio Bernard, 5,900. Rashad Jennings, 5,600. And Paul Perkins, 4,500. Any names stand out out of that group for you? Even though the Giants are pretty good against the rush, I still think I like Gio Bernard. He's he's uh, putting up double-digit point totals now in four straight weeks. He's kind of taken the mm-hmm. the the lead role in that backfield for Cincinnati, and it's and he's a he's got pass a lot of pass catching. So even though it is uh, they are pretty good against the rush, he he will be part of that passing game. Probably gives you that mm-hmm. extra half point. And it's also given, it's a bit puzzling that, I mean, Jeremy Hill did have a good week last week, but it's a bit puzzling that he's actually cheaper than Jeremy Hill on the uh, Mm -hmm. the slate. Yeah, just $200 cheaper. That's a pretty good uh, price for paying for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now I know Jon Stewart had an off game in uh, week 10 here, but I think he could turn things around in week 11. It's really too bad his price won't have time to adjust to a really poor performance, because I think if you got him in the 6,000 range, he'd be a lock, just because the Saints have the second worst uh, 
fantasy points allowed two opposing running backs here heading uh you know 11 touchdowns uh, you know they didn't do much to Devonte booker but uh i mean overall i think that uh, the saints can easily be scored upon on the ground here so that means good things for stewart i think he has to be in consideration if you yep. look on the other side and want to consider saints running backs I don't necessarily advise it because you got to go against Luke Keekley in a Carolina front seven. But if you are making the call between Ingram and Hightower, I think Ingram has worked his way out of the doghouse enough at this point. And when there's only $100 in FanDuel salary separating these two backs, I think Ingram's the only choice over Hightower. Hightower is just not getting it done on a yards per carry basis. And with Ingram's fumbling, I guess, so-called problems in the past, hopefully, I think he's the man that you own if you want to pick one. I would agree. Uh, I mean, you look at the better... Of the two backs, Hightower's more at the end of his career. Ingram's still a little more in the prime. Mm-hmm. Getting in, in, he's he's the guy with more upside. If you're going to go with one of the Saints backs, go with the, go with, go with the guy that has more upside and really produces at a better mm-hmm. rate. It's really only an issue of you know, assuming if he can hold on to the ball, he's going to probably have more carries than Hightower, especially given mm-hmm. the the production difference between the two yeah and, and, and Sean Payton's got a new fumbling pariah to worry about with Michael Thomas losing two fumbles in uh two costly fumbles in Sunday's loss here and just for good measure throw out Paul Perkins 4,500 minimum price GPP candidate I, I would guess uh the trajectory the way that these two backs have been going uh you know as far as touches is starting to get closer and closer and I think there'll be eventually a point in the back half of the season where we see Paul Perkins overtake Jennings in terms of touches. Uh, he's got the elusiveness. He, he's young. He brings fresh legs to the table here. Is it in week 11? Or I'm sorry, I guess it's technically week 10 because it's the Monday game. So is it in week 10 uh, under the big lights? It could be. Um, but that's why I limited to GPPs. I think in cash games, you stick to the higher priced options there. What about wide receivers, Chris? You mentioned all these high priced guys Odell Beckham, 9,000. AJ Green, 8,700. Brandon Cook, 73. Calvin Benjamin, 7,000. Then you go to Willie Sneed and Michael Thomas, who are both 6,500. Sterling Shepard, 5,800. And it all gets lower from there. Um, anyone on that list that you're definitely locking in or any cheaper value plays that you're looking to work in? I am really hoping AJ Green doesn't do well this week, unfortunately. Like, I have Andy Dalton and Rashad Jennings in a league where I need to catch up to a guy that has AJ Green going. Mm-hmm. So, but. But I so a lot still, of Tyler Eifert we're hoping I'm, for. I'm right? hoping for Tyler Eifert, but I'm seeing a lot of A.J. Green potentially tonight because that mm-hmm. that I just don't think anyone that Giants secondary can hold up to, can keep up with A.J. Green. And that's really the the bigger portion of their – Even the, after the they spend all that defense. money and draft picks on their secondary, A.J. Uh, Green's still going to torch them? They're still not great against the pass this year. They're mm-hmm. 27th against the pass. And A.J. Green, there's, there's just looking at that secondary, there's nobody really that you can see mm-hmm. matching up. There, there rarely is. There's yep. not a lot of corners that can match up with A.J. Green on a weekly basis and yep. keep them down. As long as we're so. on the topic, I mean, I need 32.5 out of Odell Beckham tonight. It's full PPR. I'm going to give myself about a 5% chance of victory. But it's Odell you Beckham. Never you never really know. I also, in another league, need Tyler Eifert to uh, get me nine points, and I think uh, that's half-point PPR, and I'm uh, pretty confident in that. I'd say I'm about 60-40 there here. But uh, all right, let's move on to tight ends. Greg Olson, 7,200. The aforementioned Tyler Eifert, Eifert, 6,100. And then you've got Colby Fleener at 5,600. I don't know if I trust him yet. The rest of the guys are all 4,500 minimum price options. I think it really comes down to Olson or Eifert. Who are you looking at? I think you'd probably have to go a little more at Olsen with that. Mm-hmm. Just you look at the Saints even as I mentioned, I like Cam Newton this week. He's a guy you probably want to pair up with because he's one of the top targets and he's he consistently gets targets every week. He's had mm-hmm. one week where he had three, but other than that, he's had at least seven or more in mo- in all the the recent games. Mm-hmm. So you, 
he's uh, probably one of the top. Him and Kelvin Benjamin are basically the two targets in that offense. Eifert, while he did have 12 targets last week, he, he's still second fill, I would say, to A.J. Green in that offense. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say that he, he won't have a good week, but I just like the matchup and the uh, just the player and matchup combination of Olsen, especially if you can fit him into your yeah. lineup. It's too bad the Giants don't have a go, or I'm sorry, the, the, the Giants don't really have a go-to tight end because the Bengals uh, have given up over 600 yards and five touchdowns to opposing tight ends. You total up average fantasy points. That's fourth worst in the league. The Panthers are actually third worst, 559 yards, six touchdowns here, but uh, I just don't know if I can trust Colby Fleener, especially in cash games here. Well, let's move on to uh, our picks for the week. We're going to go expand the slate a bit from those two games to the full slate of action week 11. Once again, Atlanta, Denver, the Jets, and the Chargers are all on bye weeks this week here. Uh, we're looking for a cash game play to get things going, Chris. Uh, you're going to enter the uh, double up, a, a 50-50, or even playing a head-to-head where you want to have yourself a solid floor. you got to start with a good quarterback. Just like in baseball, you start with a good pitcher. Who is your guy? Yeah, if you're going the Thursday through Monday slate, if mm-hmm. you include those, I'd like Cam Newton in that. It, we mm-hmm. had mentioned the Monday Thursday. That's the guy I like. It's Cam Newton at 8,500 in the Thursday through Thursday through Monday. He's at 8,500 against. So his New price Orleans. tag actually jumps up 700 yeah, based on the slate. I think it's just the fact that there's you know larger slate, so his price tag ends up jumping up. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, the matchup against the Saints, they're just uh, yes. they're just been a sieve for opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, and and I think Breeze. Breeze in that New Orleans offense is going to be able to keep up with them. The the Carolina defense, while it's still decent, it's not nearly as good as it was a season ago. So they're going to be able to keep up enough to the to the point where both teams are going to score, mm-hmm. and that that's going to keep Cam Newton. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Putting up some points there, and mm-hmm. I I definitely um, I, I just the fact that Cam Newton helps on both ground and the air, I, I like that, and mm-hmm. just not. Um, but you do have to. Taking into account this game's not in the dome, just mm-hmm. to make sure the weather forecast is good. It's Absolutely. starting to get at that nasty point in the season. Yeah. I do want to point out quick that the Panthers as a team are not going to win when Cam Newton's their leading rusher. That's just not possible. But for fantasy owners, they're going to be just fine with that. And if you know he adds another 50 yards on the ground, good for those fantasy totals. But Chris, what if you're just playing the Sunday slate? Uh, is there a guy that you like? Yeah, the guy that I'm liking in that one is Andrew Luck against the Titans. Mm-hmm. Last week, I mean, they, they did hold Rodgers in check a little bit, but that Packers offense. Rodgers still had a decent week, and that that Packers offense has been just out of sync. Rodgers still almost had thirty points in that game, um, but you look at this, and I could see that again. The Colts defense, another situation where Tennessee is going to score again. I, I can see maybe not racking up nearly as much as they did last week, mm-hmm. but they're going to score, and and it's another game that I could see having a, a high over under total. I'm not 100 percent sure on that yet. Yeah, absolutely. Those that, things are going to be constantly in flux a little bit. But um, it, Luck has a uh, a pretty good floor in general, about 20 points a week minimum, and he I could see him scoring well over that. And you, uh, um, I just there's plenty of weapons there mm-hmm. against that Tennessee defense that I could see him putting up enough points to reach mm-hmm. value, especially for those cash games. Yeah, I hear you, Chris. I'm with you there. I think I might try a Luck Hilton lineup. I like Hilton with the fresh legs off the bye here. Uh, makes a nice stack here, at least on, on the Sunday slate. The guy I like, and I know I maybe swiped him out from under you, Chris, but uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, 8,400 at Cleveland. I mean, I know I like to pick on the Browns a lot as a former Browns beat writer. I'm going to continue to do so. Big Ben almost had 30 fan, fan duel points uh, in Week 10, so 
So he gets a $500 price tag up to 8400 uh, but I think he gives you the highest floor out of any quarterback on the entire slate. The biggest uh, red flag is going to be blowout potential because they are playing the Browns, and the Browns are, yes, they are atrocious. Uh, so there is blowout potential there. But even in a blowout, I still think he can get 250 yards and two touchdowns in the first half which gives him a pretty high floor. That given that entering week 10, the Browns are allowing the third most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So I'm going to start my line of construction with Big Ben here in week 10. What about those GPPs, Chris? You want to save some money at the quarterback position, get a guy that maybe isn't highly owned. Who are you looking for in that department? Yeah, I did like your pick that you're going to mention in a second here, but I'm going to look a little elsewhere. At 7,300, we have Tyrod Taylor going against the Bengals. He's coming off a bye week. It's that little extra prep and rest in, in, in advance of this game. And the Bengals actually are playing tonight, so they're coming a little short week too, so that may be a little bit of an advantage. They're playing the, the Monday night game, so they'll have a little sh- shorter week than the, than the Bills will. And uh, you look at Tyrod Taylor, he's actually rushed for a touchdown each of the last three weeks and is a guy that produces on the ground. That's something I kind of like mm-hmm. out of some of those, especially if you're going for a tournament play, a guy mm-hmm. that scores on the ground, that's six points rather than four passing. So mm-hmm. you get that extra point total there. I mean, your Tyrod Taylors, your Cam Newtons, yes. your Russell Wilsons Marcus went healthy, Mariota especially. Kaepernick. He didn't have to do it with his legs on Sunday because he yeah. torched the Packers. But those run running quarterbacks are always excellent GPP plays just because uh, yep. they can just get you in multiple areas. One guy I happen to like who uh, actually has some potential to do it with his legs uh, on occasion when he needs to be, that's Blake Bortles at Detroit. Now, I get it. I'm picking a bad quarterback in a road matchup. I think it's safe to say we can no longer make excuses for Blake Bortles being bad. Uh, He's got all the weapons in the world, and he's not doing it. But the matchup is there for him this week. I really do uh, like what he brings to the table here at a relatively cheap price. I believe it was just um, $7,300, I want to say. I failed to write that down there but anyway Blake Bortles is an excellent matchup at Detroit because the Lions are giving up um, the second most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks only the Falcons are allowing more quarterbacks and I bet you the Lions might find themselves in the lead because the Falcons pretty much kept Carson Wentz in check in that game but yeah Bortles is my guy he seemed to get into a little bit of rhythm there's always going to be some turnovers there uh, he's at $7,200 I, I failed to mention that earlier but uh, he's at $7,200 and he's probably going to turn the ball over a couple times so you have to live through that but the fact that he'll have to play catch up to make up for his own t- turnovers makes him an excellent excellent GPP play. The Lions have given up 20 passing touchdowns this season. That's the third worst in the NFL. 260 passing yards per game allowed here. So I would say he has a very decent chance of getting you at least 202 touchdowns. And uh, then from there, who knows? It it depends on what Matt Stafford and the (laughs) first place Detroit Lions are able to put together. And uh, the last stat I want to throw out there, uh, the Lions, the highest opposing quarterback rating with the nine games they've played so far, opposing quarterbacks have a rating of 112.4 against Detroit. So uh, that's why I'm going with Bortles and my GPPs there. Chris, like that play too? Yeah, I mean, he he chucks the ball a lot. He's over 40 passes in each of the last four games, and he has a ceiling that sometimes he's he's reached 29 points already once this year. So mm-hmm. he definitely has, it's, especially at 7,200, is a good price tag for Blake Bortles, against that Detroit defense. Garbage time hero. <laughs> yep. All right, before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Of course, if you're already 
already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod. We'll hook you up with a free 10-day trial. No strings attached. Once again, thanks for joining, Chris. You can follow Chris on Twitter at crispy 27 You can follow me on Twitter at jakeski52. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with myself and John McKechnie. We'll also have been on for a little bit of NBA action.